This episode of the Better Every Shift podcast is brought to you by Lexipol, the experts in policy, training, wellness support, and grants assistance for first responders and government leaders. To learn more, visit Lexipol.com. That's L-E-X-I-P-O-L.com. Now let's get into the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Better Every Shift podcast. My name is Aaron Zamzo. I am a firefighter, EMT, uh, and also author on uh, Fire Rescue One. And uh, with me, as always, is uh, kind of the editor-in-chief, not kind of, the editor-in-chief, the captain, uh, the brains behind this show, Janelle Fasquette. Janelle, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. How are you doing? Well, I'm excited because um, for once, I'm talking to, I shouldn't say for once, but we, we always, we usually have chiefs and and, um, uh, you know, sometimes higher ranking officials, but we have a celebrity today, um, firefighter, paramedic, Michael Anderson from the show, LA fire and rescue. And, uh, both of us have, have kind of just, uh, kindred souls being firefighters talk about chiefs and, and some other things behind the scenes, but, uh, we are really, really happy to have you. How you doing, Michael? I'm doing good. I'm doing amazing. Doing well. How, how are you? Good. Uh, you know, a lot of our great conversation happens behind the scenes. So we're going to try to bring that forward a little bit. Okay. So you're on the show. You're, you work um, at 172 and, um, and the show is um, LA Fire and Rescue. It's coming on on Wednesday nights and you've been on a couple episodes. Um, yes. How is life, man? How has that changed things a little bit? Um, tell us a little bit about that experience. Um, it was it was fun. Uh it, it, when the cameras first started coming around it, like the cameras were there and then just getting used to having cameras around because without cameras, when it's just our crew and we go on calls, it, it, it's like, okay, we're going on a call and we work together so many times on different runs and rescues where we don't have to discuss what's going on. We just know based off of the call, we already know what each other is thinking. But now add cameras into the mix with, a mic person sitting behind you and a producer sitting behind you while you're going on this call, they say, Hey, talk about this call. What are you going on? It was just kind of weird at first. And then I remember the first day they uh, had the cameras in the station. We would, we'd be standing there like, Hey, so talk about your day. And we're like, uh, we went to Chick-fil-A. Um, we could, I don't know. We couldn't really think of it. It was, it was kind of weird. Right. But after about the third or fourth time um, uh, or third or fourth shift, I guess we could say, uh, with the cameras coming out, it was almost like the cameras weren't there. And it just we just kind of just, you know, acted natural and just watch the language. Other than that, they were like, be yourselves. So that's kind of kind of how it worked out. But yeah, yeah you, the old swear jar probably was oh, yeah. I took a hit for this. Right. Oh, I think yeah. that's probably the biggest adjustment. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, a couple. I, I watched a few episodes, a couple like a couple of words came out, but they blurred them out and then <laughs> you couldn't catch them. But it was because we were like in the middle of a call and we're like, actually, you know, we're doing our thing. And again, like you said, you forget about the cameras being there. So, yeah, when you want you talk, it's a very authentic show. Um, it's a docuseries. Again, it's called L.A. Um, Fire and Rescue. It's on NBC. And I think it does a great job of really kind of um, bringing the viewer to what we experience. Right. And, and I'm sure if someone's watching this, they're like, how can you not remember calls? Well, you know, how many calls you're going on 20, 30 calls a shift. Sometimes you're going on um, how many different overdoses and, and, you know, there you, you're at a very busy station. So you're doing a lot of fires. 
Um, I think one of the episodes does have a, a three alarm fire. Um, yes. Was that was that your biggest fire at the time? Uh, yes, during during uh, actual production. Yes, that was one of the lar- uh, biggest fires. It was just it was it was fire for everybody. If you wanted to come to the party and play, you can come to the party and play. It was like it was. And I think I want to say we were on scene. Uh, we had fire department crews on scene for about maybe 13, 14 hours just trying to get it out. But yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was, it was a trip because for the most part, well, I'm I'm not going to reveal too much of it, but it was, it was hot. (laughs) It looked hot. You know, with such a big fire, like, does it change anything having the cameras there? Like, does it make you a little more nervous or are you just like so focused on the fire that you don't even notice? Correct. Yeah. You, you forget about the cameras. The cameras are like, are like, the last thought in your mind, your your thought is trying to get that fire out, getting hose lines in place, making sure everybody's safe, uh, making sure your 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 uh, your uh, point of egress is not blocked, depending on where the fire is burning. It was just it was a whole bunch of dynamics when it came to that to that fire that you guys are going to see this uh, Wednesday night. Yeah, I, and with that, you know, they they also there's a lot of stuff about crew and crew culture and and you know how you guys kind of get along and, and build camaraderie. Tell us a little bit. Now you've been at 172 for your entire career. Uh, uh, no, uh, 172 is, I, I was at 172 is for about two and a half to two, two, two and a half, three years. Okay. And before that, where, where else have you been? And then, then with LA, um, uh, with LA County, I worked multiple, uh, stations. I worked, uh, I was assigned to uh, fire station 58, which is just down the street from fire station 172. It's in Ladera Heights. Um, I also was assigned to, uh, fire station 183 in Pomona. Uh, then I went from there to fire station 89, which is in Agora Hills. And then from that station went to 125, which is in Calabasas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then my, uh, mind you, um, all these stations that I was at, I was on probation. Um, and I also being a paramedic at the time when we got hired, we, they hired enough paramedics to fill the vacancies, um, that were going to be created due to promotions. So when um, uh, all that was going on, they were trying to shuffle us around. And so that's why I worked at so many stations. And my final station was 161 in Hawthorne. And then I've been in the 172s. Okay. And that, what's, what's the, the territory in 172? I mean, what's your, your, uh, your, your response area? What's that like? Um, it's, 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 a nice, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice wide range. The demographic is, is it's a multicultural demographic in 172s. Uh, we have commercials. Uh, we have uh, multiple apartment buildings. We do have residential structures. Um, uh, it, it, it's just really dynamic in that area. Plus, we also have hills in that area where just depending on, you know, if we get, for example, a vehicle fire, something that I, I wasn't really used to. I worked for another department prior, which we didn't really have a lot of hills. So vehicle fires, for example, you want to make sure you chalk that vehicle. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. You make YouTube, not NBC, if you don't do that, right? Right, right, yeah. right. Just, just stuff like that. It's just really dynamic in our area. Plus, uh, we're also, being at 172s, we're second in into the Marina uh, District, which is called Marina Del Rey. That's the 110s area. Uh, any fires they get in that area, like apartment fire, they have mostly apartments and condos in that area. So we uh, at 172s always get picked up to to run a fire over in that area. I've, I've fought in a, an apartment fire over in that area, too. So... Our district's pretty dynamic. Um, also, uh, Battalion 5, which is like Malibu, 
Ogura Hills, Westlake Village, if any brush fires go out in that area, 172s is one of the first engines to get moved up to that area too. So it's very dynamic. We we have the potential to see a lot from that one station, even though you know our district is small compared to the coverage area of you know where we can potentially move up to. We we it, it's 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 uh, we, we can see a lot, basically. In so many words. I know that was a lot. But, well, I thought that was one of the interesting things about the show because. Uh, in this episode, they also show 125 Calabasas. Yeah. It's like a whole different world over there. And you were there. I, so, I mean, yes. you get to see like such a variety of, I mean, Los Angeles is so massive. So yeah. the urban sprawl is so huge. You can see everything, which I think the show does a really great job showing kind of the diversity of calls. Yeah. Um, one thing in Calabasas that I'll never forget so my, I, I grew up in South Central LA. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a city, I'm a city person. I've been in the city. I'm a, I, I, I call myself a flatlander, uh, <laughs> just because you know we got other stations that are in like what we call brush areas. I have the hills, and I tell them, hey, I embrace my flatlanderness. I like it. It's nothing wrong. I, I like it. And just me being a flatlander, growing up in South Central LA, I was used to seeing stray animals, stray dogs in particular, cats maybe, but stray dogs. I go to 125s, we get a snake call. I was like, whoa, wait a minute, what? A, we, we go on these? I was, I was terrified. And I was basically, I basically told them, I was like, hey, I'm used to seeing stray dogs, not stray snakes. This is something new for me. Um, they were kind of laughing at me because my first snake call, I like literally suited up. I had my full turnouts on. <laughs> I had my firefight gloves on. I'm like, I am not getting bit. But after yeah. I think about my third or fourth snake call, I was, I was okay. Um, it felt it, it was almost like vindicating, like when we get the snakes, and it's like, okay, I gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> spoiler alert there's right. a there, well, there we might gotta... be a slithery friend on this episode coming yeah. up on uh, on Wednesday. Oh, so. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, it's funny because you said the first snake call, which means that there were probably quite a few, oh, yeah. But when you when you thought about uh, you know, you always wanted to be a firefighter, we were talking off, off camera. Is that yes. kind of, you never thought that was part of it, right? Nope. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. I, yeah. I, I knew, I knew coming up, I knew, I knew we responded to medical calls and fires and like, you know, your typical get the cat off the tree or off the roof or something or save somebody in a manhole. I never thought about responding to an actual snake call. Um, and then as I progressed in the fire service, I knew what could happen. But again, the department that I worked for prior, I worked for Compton Fire for, I was there for 15 years, never had a snake call ever because it's, it's a flat area. There's no hills, nothing like that. But I come to LA County Fire, I get assigned to Calabasas. It's a whole different world out there. Like you said, it's like, yeah. oh, okay, there's snakes and animals and bugs and lizards. And, but it was cool. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually, I actually enjoyed it. I mean, literally coming to LA County Fire, like, uh, 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 a typical fire department's mantra is all have like we're all hazard. We are we are equipped to respond to all hazards, and literally LA County Fire literally responds to all hazards, and we are equipped equipped to respond to all hazards, which is which is uh, something I'm very very proud of. So yeah, everything um, from helicopters to bulldozers to you know snake uh, I don't I, I, snake handling equipment yeah. I guess right. Oh, yeah. But wh yeah. where's the passion? You know. Uh, Where's the passion for you? Or where's that come from that wanted, wanting to be that firefighter? Where'd that all start? Uh, literally since I can remember. I remember being a kid growing up in South LA 
and hearing the fire engines going by the house. And I would be in my house, in a room, and I can hear them from inside the house. And I would beeline <laughs> to the front door just to see them drive by. And I remember as far back as maybe mid eighties, like you're talking about, I'm like maybe five years old now. I don't know. Sorry, I'm aging myself, but oh well, people know now. Yeah. I think I said, yeah, I said that on the show. People know who I am. Anyway, <laughs> um, I would beeline to the front of the house to go on the porch and watch the fire engine go by. And I remember as far back, mid eighties, where I remember they used to ride on the back of the fire engines on the tailboard. Mm -hmm. I remember that. I remember seeing that as a kid. I was like, man, I want to do that. That's I want to do it. And like, just like, just seeing them go to calls and I, I knew they helped people. And I was like, that's something that I wanted to do. And it's just something that I stuck with. Do you have any um, firefighters in your family? No, I'm the first one. My uh, uncle, uh, he was a Marine and he became a police officer um, for Bat in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, so that's kind of part of what kind of helped continued on with my passion of being a firefighter because I knew he wanted to be a, you know, he was in, in the, he was in the civil service as well. And I'm like, Hey, I want to, I want to do at first. I had a little inkling. I had a little moment or a little phase where I wanted to be a police officer, but uh, living in LA, the whole Rodney King thing happened. I was like, ah, no, I, I don't want to do that again. I, I don't want to yeah. do that. Let me. <laughs> so I went, I actually reverted back to wanting to be a firefighter. I was around 12 years old when the whole Rodney King thing happened. Yeah. But yeah. That's do you, here I am, so. Do you hope that you can be that example for the kids watching the show? Oh, yes, definitely, definitely. And that's one of the reasons why um, I went to 172s, um, just because it, it's, it's, it, it's an area that I grew up in. It's a, the, the demographic is the same area that I grew up in. It was a lot of like African-American, Latino, and 172s has a lot of that demographic there. And just to be able to live out my dream and passion of being a firefighter and being on that fire engine. And when kids out there see me on there, like, oh, okay, I could, like, wow, okay, he's doing, I could do that too. And, and you know, hopefully just, just from that little wave, you know, little kids remember that. Like, I remember waving to the fire engine. I remember being a kid and, and seeing an LA city fire truck going down the street and I would see the firefighter tiller bucket. I thought that was the most coolest spot. I was like, I, like if if like they would wave to me in the front, but I'm like, I make sure I wave to the tiller tiller person. Like, hey, <laughs> it was That's just awesome. yeah. So hopefully, I will have that same effect on younger children. You know, when they when they see us driving down the street. Yeah, even you know, it's interesting. Even though, and and you kind of pointed to this, even though the camera's off now, right? Like you're not, you may not have a camera following you around, but the impact of of how the citizens view us yes. is so important to. Uh, recruitment to the next generation, to those we serve. Right. And, and I think, you know, you guys at, at LA County fire, you really get that. And, and where does that come from? Um, uh, just wanting to uh, look, I guess, look good for the public. Um, it, it, it just, it, it comes from just want to uphold the tradition and 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 we're a professional organization and, and just being professional that's part of the reason why you know we we do what we do and and again recruitment and and just trying to get people to come down the path i remember um it's just something that's, that's an actual real conversation that i had maybe about a week ago how uh it's it's a trip how nowadays social media has come along and I don't know if this had anything to do with it, but a lot of people, a lot of the younger generation, 
uh, there's a lot of people who aren't really applying for the fire service like they used to. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember back in the day, it was like hearsay, word of mouth. Hey, such and such time. Oh, really? Oh, let me get down there and you'll have a department post something about 10 spots and you have six, 10,000, six to 10,000 people, maybe even more applying for those 10 spots. And it's like nowadays those numbers have gone down. I don't know what, what, what that's about. I don't know if it's social media or not, but um, it's a trip how you see like departments now are offering incentives to become mm-hmm. firefighters. And it's almost like we've gotten away from the, the drive and the passion of wanting to become a firefighter. There's still people now, now, mind you, there's people out there who are still passionate about it, but it's not as many as it used to be, you know, back in the day, uh, 15 plus years ago. Yeah. Well, and I think it's about pride, right? A little self pride. And, and, um, you know, your officers teach you that your crew members teach you that. Right. And, um, and, uh, from, from one of the things on the show is that your crew, you're on an, on an all, um, African-American crew. And there's, there's pride in that too. Right. Uh, Oh yeah. What I was going to say there, there's pride in that because overall, people aren't used to seeing that. That's not a very common thing that you see in a fire service nationwide. That's not something that you see. You may see it, it's may, uh, it may be a little more prevalent in departments east and south, like maybe Atlanta, DC, but like when it comes to your West Coast fire departments, that's not really seen a lot. And, um, uh, and sometimes we do kind of think, is it recruitment? Is it, you know, what's going on? And so, again, going kind of piggybacking on what I mentioned earlier about being in 172s and seeing that little kid, you know, when you see uh, uh, a child that looks like myself or a minority that says, oh, okay, because typically when you call 911, you don't see a lot of African-Americans getting off the fire engines. And it's not discouraging them. It's like, oh, okay, that's cool. But then sometimes people can relate just because they see someone that looks like them. And that's typically how you know i just from talking to people that that's kind of something that i picked up after being in the fire service for so long um but yeah we're very powerful about that and um um it, it's it's just it's just something that you don't really see and it's like oh okay we're out there it's just some people it's just they, they don't really see it a lot and yeah. so it's not it's yeah. not a kind of thing so people people are very receptive to it uh when we go shopping for dinner they see our crew. And, oh, oh, hey, okay. Oh, I'm not used to seeing it because it's just again, it's it's not something that people see every day. Yeah, no, and I think it's a point of great pride, you know, yeah. too, like you were talking about. Yeah. Well, kind of along the same lines, do people recognize you now? Like, um, have you been on the show when you're out at the grocery store or whatever? No, actually, uh, no. Only people that I actually said something to me, if they do recognize me, they're like they won't say anything. But the only time people have actually mentioned something to me is when I'm at work or working an overtime at a station. It's typically other firefighters. Um, and then I, you know, I post about the show on social media. Um, other than that, um, yeah, just, I, I, I don't think the show has been on long enough to where people like a random person who's not in the fire service, can be like, Hey, that's, you know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. I think maybe another season or two, maybe that start happening. I'm not like not wishing for it, but you know, if it happens, it happens. But yeah, like we knew for sure when we were in production, like I would talk to Deshaun Roman, my partner, and we were like, man, we're about to be LA County Fire Department famous. Everybody's going, <laughs> which is pretty much what we predicted. You know, you go working overtime, you go on a drill. Hey, you're so yeah. Besides that, yeah, just other firefighters typically recognize, recognize. Is it like 
friendly rising a little bit oh, yeah. among yeah <laughs> hey, like for example i worked i worked up in lancaster fire station 130 and we're at uh, our morning uh, lineup and uh, we're in the kitchen and the captain goes uh all right before i start to line up i have to say and he like he has a piece of paper down and he has a pen and i was like here it comes and he yeah. looks over at me he was like can I get your autograph with, <laughs> with, with a with a celebrity? And I'm like, oh lord! Yeah, right. Uh, but that's you. But you you want you want that in a way. Right? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, you, yeah. you, you know they're all saying it, so might yeah. as well just get it out there, right? Yeah, it's yeah. all it's all friendly banter. It's, it's yeah. Part of let's part. talk. Let's talk about the camera and the fire service a little bit. Um, not just on NBC's cameras, but you know, with social media. And I don't know if you've seen this trend. I know, you know, I'm 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 up in in uh, you know kind of the north central part of the country, and okay, we see this a lot. You go on an accident call, and there are seven people with cell phones right there, right? Yeah. Like, um, do you notice that now more because you had the other cameras on you, or uh, you know, has has that just been pretty consistent? I mean, I mean, you guys get some pretty interesting calls, so I'm sure you get a lot of cell phones uh, around your your scenes right yeah no it's been a consistent thing uh ever since cell phone cameras came out and it's even more so today especially if it's an incident that's big enough now they i don't know if you guys heard of it it's called a, a citizen app there's a lot of people who use that app and there's times where i'll be at work and a structure fire go out in another part of the country our country another part of the county <laughs> excuse me yeah yeah and I'm nosy. I have a, I have another app called PulsePoint. Yep, we have we use PulsePoint as well. Yeah, like, blah, 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 blah. I hear the little notification. I'm like, oh, oh, brush fire in, in Agora Hills. Oh, let me go up to my little app and uh, there's an and app read the notes. That's yeah. ex, there's an app that's exclusive to LA County Fire where we can listen to the radio traffic. So I'll go on that app and I'll listen. I'll hear the size up. And they'll give a size up. And if it is some fire, I'm like, okay, let me give it a couple of minutes. I'll be like, I'm pretty sure there's somebody with a camera that's probably on the Citizen app filming. And sure enough, I wait a couple of minutes. I go on the Citizen app and somebody's with their phone live. And I'm literally looking at the incident on that Citizen app. And it's just, yeah, again, it's very consistent when it comes to people just on their cell phones. And I, um, I had this conversation uh, within the last year with one of my um, uh, partners at work. And it's like, once you leave that fire station, hell, once you leave your house, you're always on camera. You're yeah. always on camera, especially yeah. when you're at work. When you got this uniform on, be always and always tell the younger firefighters this, always be mindful on what you do when you have that uniform on. You are a representation of the department that you work for and not just the, the department that you work for. You are a representation of the fire service in general when you put your firefighter uniform on. You put that badge on, be mindful of what you're doing when you're out in public. Because just because you don't see a camera immediately in your face, there's somebody that can be filming, especially when you're on calls. That's when you really are being watched and sometimes under scrutiny, depending on what you're doing. And you know how firefighters are. When certain things are going on and somebody's filming a scene, we are nitpicking. Oh, he didn't grab the alligator right. Oh, he didn't. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Why is it taking so long for that person to force entry on that door? I would have did this and I would have did that. And that <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I just tell the younger generation, just be mindful because there's always cameras out there. Yeah. And you know what? Monday morning quarterback, you think the NFL is bad on Mondays, right? Like, uh, <laughs> do you, do you hear any stuff like that or, uh, so far of the episodes or are, 
do you watch and you go, oh man, I should have done this. It's almost like you get a play by play or you can watch yourself, you know, and how you responded. Has, has that kind of got th- gone through your head at all? Um, yes, I, I, I guess I can kind of somewhat critiqued myself during the interviews. I'm like, I don't like the way I sound that. <laughs> I was like, I like, I was, sound like I had a lisp when I said that. I like way, oh, why did they, ooh, I should have did that again. I should have let me watch that before they, they said cut and, and, and print. Um, other than that, no, I've, I've heard nothing but positive feedback. Um, and from firefighters, not just yeah. general firefighters. Um, there are a few haters out there um oh they look overly dramatic oh those are actors oh they're actors they got their sad cards like no it's real everything is (laughs) real you know it's it's haters gonna hate it's so dramatic like well yeah you gotta understand it's still hollywood you have to put the music behind it to Mm -hmm. viewers it yeah it's more interesting and it gives you almost a a a a a preview of the scene that's coming on and you know like well, it, it's it's funny you're you're like yeah the fire of my responses I didn't critique at all that's pretty good but it's the the media side of stuff you're like oh no I don't like yeah. that side right yeah. but but you know firefighters are like well I would have grabbed this tool instead of that or I would have done this or you know right. that BVM isn't on that person right and they're yeah. squeezing it too fast but they don't have the E three camp clamp yeah yeah right yeah <laughs> and that's how we are but you know on the other side of that you know after watching it uh, there is a little bit of pride. Like yes. this, this series, um, and I and I compliment NBC uh, on this side of it is, you know, I can finally say, yeah, if you want to know what it's really like, watch LA Fire and Rescue. This is what we encounter, um, yes. you know, and this is really kind of uh, encompasses the different things that that we see. And uh, I had a little pride. I'm like, these guys are doing it out there. Um, y- you know, there's there's that side of you too, right? Like. Um, you had mentioned that you're representing the fire service and that we all need to understand when we walk outside, there's a pride. Um, but you being in this limelight, uh, do you ever think it, that you'd be in this position and, and you seem to be embracing it, you know? Uh, but w- w- what do you think about, um, about being that person? Um, it's, it's pretty awesome. I never, I, <laughs> I never thought I would be a part of something like this. It just kind of happened. Um, funny, funny, funny little story. I was a part, <laughs> so I worked for Compton Fire prior. I was a part of a show called First In, which came on, uh, it was, it aired on BET, uh, fall of 2010. Um, I wasn't featured like I am in this show. I only had maybe like 15 seconds where they put my face up and I was talking about a call and they flashed my name. Other than that, I look like a background actor. Like you see me walking <laughs> in the background and that was it. Uh, the the main character in there was like Marcel Melanson. Um, a lot of people don't know him by name, but they know him because his noticeable sleeve tattoos. Uh, uh, they also had uh, Marcus Wilson, who was another one. He was the probie. That's what they called him on the show. Mm-hmm. There was Daniel Salazar. Um there was a couple of other characters. I can't think of their names right now. Sorry if you're watching this. I forgot your name. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, you know, I thought that was it. You know, okay, cool. You know, a little TV time, whatever, whatnot. Fast forward, I come to LA County Fire and, they, you know, they asked who was interested in, in the show. And I was like, oh, 
and I talked to my partners, Deshaun Roman, Aaron Wingfield, uh, Captain Grayson. Um, hey, what do you guys think about it? And they're like, yeah, cool. And yeah, that's <laughs> here yeah, we are. Here we are. Yeah. Here we are. It's yeah, it's 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 uh it's almost a surreal experience, you know, seeing yourself on TV and it's like, oh, there I go. Ooh, there we go. Yeah, and that's that's what I do, man. That's uh, that, we're helping out. Yeah. Well, I you know, I got it, I got a chance to watch it. And again, there's a little bit of pride there and and um remarkable job. Keep doing that prideful job. And, um, you know, we appreciate your time, but you're not, you're not through with us yet. We do a little thing. We, we like to put our guests in this thing we call the hot seat where we just ask kind of general questions, not about the episode, but about life. Okay. And, um, you know, I'm sure you're going to do fine with it, but, uh, uh, Janelle always likes to come up with the, my running joke is that my mom and her mom are two, two, um, uh, favorite listeners and they come up with the questions and, and, um, so actually my mom is here <laughs> with me and she did come up with one, but we'll, we'll ask you that in a second. We'll have Janelle start. <laughs> All, All right. right, Mike, I want to know, uh, when you're not watching LA fire and rescue, what's your favorite show? Jeez. I don't even really watch TV like that. Um, first 48. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Actually, actually, that's funny because, well, I, I'm kind of cheating because I actually was just watching it a couple hours ago. That's why. <laughs> but no, Force Forty Eight is a good show. Like, yeah. this is one of those shows where, like, if it's on at at the fire station and you walk in the kitchen and you see somebody else is watching it, you like grab a little snack or something and you look and like you like had your mind set on doing something. You just walked in the kitchen for that snack and you were gonna exit. And you see the first 48 on, you like start sitting. And next thing you know, you sit down and this like an hour later. Mm -hmm. like, oh, You're sucked in. Are they gonna catch him? <laughs> yeah. you, you have to watch to the end now, right? That's yeah. a show yeah. you have You're to invested. be like. Yeah, yeah. They, they, got, they had to catch that person. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> first 48. Um, I, I love that show. I'm with you. So this is one my mom was talking to me about. Uh, I was telling her about a, a strange call that we had. And, uh -huh. um, and I'm sure you've had numerous ones of that. But, you know, now you've been on the camera. Uh, has there ever been a scene where you've come into this just obscure, weird call and you're like, am I on like candid camera? Is someone filming me? You know, where you look around and you're like, this just really can't be happening. Is any call like that stand out? Um, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> we got, and can out. you, yeah. Can you tell us about it? Is this, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Actually, All right. We got called out and this was years ago. And I'm I'm the treating paramedic at the time. I walk in with my drug box and my monitor. <laughs> we walk and the captain's talking to the patient, the person that called us. Mind you, it's two o'clock in the morning. And I hear my captain's kind of asking a person questions and they're like, uh, yeah, so what'd you call us out? Oh, well, this is that. Da, 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 da. I'm like, okay. Um, but why did you call us? They started rambling about some stuff. But oh well, I called you because I couldn't sleep. And I immediately, before the captain can say, hey, you guys can go, the engine company captain, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I literally turned around and went back. To <laughs> I'm like, you can't, you can't make this up. Like, 2 o'clock in the morning, and you can't sleep. Like, drink some milk. Yeah, right. It, <laughs> it, was, an, it was an emergency for that. Take, yep. take a hot shower or something. Go do some yoga or something. Like, why? No, you cannot call 911 for that. No, that, that might be the worst one I've heard for uh, a miscellaneous yeah. call, not being able to sleep. Wow. It's, just thinking about it. it it's amazing how 
I, I worked with this with with the parent. He was kind of he's a little salty, a little kind of over it. He used to say some wild stuff, and he said, "He's like, he he'll say only in America where you can dial three numbers and turn all these lights on." <laughs> <laughs> like, station, like only like you can dial three numbers. Yep, great point. Yeah, very like, good. Yeah, like, he'd be like, somebody has their phone in their hand right now. They already dialed the nine and the one. All they got to do is dial that last one. And I just, yeah. Anyway, it just, it was just <laughs> yeah. That's a crazy I one. It was a little, it was a little, it was a little curse word in there to make it funnier. But yeah, <laughs> one or two, yes, for yeah. sure. But yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, so you're in LA. Yes. Any uh, good celebrity sightings you can share? Um, not necessarily celebrity calls. We don't want to violate HIPAA yeah. or anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, careful. So, uh, not as a firefighter. It's back when I was when I was in high school. Um, I was I went to Chatsworth High School, which is not too far from where I live. Um, and we're um, at the time I lived in South LA, so I was bused out to the valley. So we're on the four hundred five headed south. Um, for those in LA, you know, you guys know about the four hundred five. Anyway, um, we see Jeffrey, the butler from Fresh Prince of Bel Air, <laughs> on the side nice. of the school bus. <laughs> So like I was asleep and then I heard like commotions. I wake up, hey, it's Jeffrey. So I looked up and everybody's hey, because we don't know his real, like, you know, when you're a 12, 11, 12 year old kid, you don't know the character's real name. You know him yeah. about the character. So that's what you call him. It's like, hey, it's yeah. Jeffrey. He's like, everybody went, hey, Jeffrey. And he's like just driving. He's like, hey. And then he like signals and gets off the freeway. That was it. <laughs> like, that was <laughs> like he it. was the that was the heyday of that that show though, that, yeah. that time yeah, that yeah. era, right? Like oh, yeah. he's yep. he was a man. Yeah. Yeah, we saw Jeffrey. Um, let me see. Have I seen anybody else? Uh, I've met Anthony Anderson as uh, while I was uh, at the Compton pr Christmas Parade. Anthony Anderson was there. I met him. Nice. Uh, who else? I met uh, O'Shea Jackson. He's oh, yeah. Ice, Ice Cube's son. Yep. I met him. Um, it was right around the time I think they were filming Straight Outta Compton. It's funny. Right? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who else have I met? That's about it. That's all I can think of for now. Thanks. Well, next time we talk to you, hopefully that list has grown. You know, yeah. it means the show has gotten popular, right? Yeah. Um, because you'll be yeah. going to all those SAG events. Yeah. When, whenever they're back. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Red carpets. <laughs> shout out to you SAG. I, hey, shout out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, in the writers' guild. <laughs> yep. Well, we got one more for you, and and this kind of this is going to tie the whole show together. Okay. We're all about improving, being better. You had mentioned you know, the pride that you guys take with your crew, um, the pride you take in yourself, uh, to being a firefighter and that, you know, you're, you're very honest about, um, just your passion. So yeah. what do you do, um, to become better? What are you working on right now to help and, and make yourself better? Um, just, just to continue to learn my job, you will never learn everything in a fire service as a firefighter, whether you're a new firefighter or an old firefighter, you're always going to be a sponge. You're always so you're always going to be a student to the profession. Always learn something is my advice and something that I do and something that I live by. I always try to learn something to make yourself better as a firefighter and even in life. Um, training, train, 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 train. Um, that that's one thing that I like to do. Um, if I'm not training, I'm I'm trying to. I'm very prideful uh, in the rig that I. Um, that I that I ride on. Um, I just actually promoted to engineer. Um, so congrats, congrats. yeah, great. Um, and uh, when we're 
at the station and we got downtime, I'm, I'm out there doing something to the rig. I try to I try to give something back to the county, you know, whether it's, you know, something with the rig, something with the station. Uh, I'm more like the rig because people, you know, you, it goes going out in the public and, you know, people see that. So that that's that's one thing that I those are things that I that I do to 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 make myself better and, and you know, make make the department look better. Well, I think that's very well said. And and for those that are, are listening, you can watch Firefighter Mike Anderson on LA Fire and Rescue. There's new episodes on NBC Wednesdays, uh, 8, 7 Central. And then you can stream them the next day on Peacock in case you miss them. But you can just see how much pride he takes. He makes the job look a lot easier than it is. And that's because he prepares, right? And um, uh, and that preparation really pays off. Um, this week, uh, episode six called Three Alarm. You can follow Station 172 in Inglewood. I highly recommend it. I got a chance to, to sneak preview it. And um, uh, it's a really, really good docu-series. So uh, again, thank you, Firefighter Mike Anderson, for being here. Thank you all for listening. Again, you can also watch Janelle and I on our YouTube channel. Um, you can go to firerescue1.com. Uh, that'll link you to the YouTube channel. You can email us at bettereveryshift at firerescue1. Please uh, remember, rate, review the show. Um, but most importantly piggybacking on what firefighter Mike Anderson has to say is learn something, do something and share something to make you and those around you better every shift. Thanks for listening, everybody.